everybody. I'm Matthew Laria, and you're watching the Faith for Life broadcast. Let's pray and release faith over today's broadcast, and then we're going to get right into the Word. Father, we do thank you again today, Lord, for your Word. And Lord, we ask you for revelation of your Word. We ask you today for grace and help to receive your Word, to put it into practice, and to see it work in our lives. And Lord, I thank you today for everybody that's watching the broadcast. Lord, I thank you that you are ministering to them today through this broadcast by your spirit in a great and in a mighty way. And Lord, we do thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, on the next five episodes of the broadcast, we're going to be doing a series of teachings entitled, So Long Sorrow. And in this series, we are learning how to break free from sorrow, to break free from depression and discouragement and walk in the joy of the Lord. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, I don't deal with sorrow or depression or discouragement all that much. But friend, what you want to look at this like is that you want to walk in new levels of God's joy in your life. And I assure you that you, me, anybody, none of us have tapped the fullness of God's joy. We all can come up to the next level and experience more of the joy of the Lord in our lives. And in doing that, you begin to break free from depression, discouragement, sadness, sorrow, grief, you begin to break free from these things. Now let's go to Proverbs chapter 15, and we are going to look there at verse 13, and this will be our foundation text for this series entitled, So Long Sorrow. And in fact, friend, I want you to say this with me. Say, I'm breaking free from discouragement, from sorrow, from depression, from grief, and I am walking in new levels of the joy of the Lord. Praise God. Now, Proverbs 15, 13, it says there, a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. A merry heart. Merry there means a glad heart or a joyful heart makes a cheerful, a glad or joyful countenance. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. Now, we are getting revelation right here in this verse, how to gauge our level of joy. And what this scripture is telling us is that if you do have joy working in you, joy working in your heart, that one place it's going to show up is right here on your face. That our faces are good gauges of how much joy we are walking in. Maybe you've heard people say before, I know I have, well, um, I got joy in my heart. You just don't see it on my face. Well, according to the Bible, that can't be so. If joy is working in your heart, one of the main places that it'll show up 
is right there on your face. And so friend, l- let me just ask you, how often do you smile? How often do you laugh? When is the last time that you laughed really hard or smiled really big? These are gauges of how much joy you are walking in in your life. Your face will tell the story when it comes to how much joy you are enjoying in your life. And so how do I check how much joy I'm walking in or how do I check my level of joy each day? Just walk right over to the mirror <laughs> and look at your face. The, the less you smile, the less you laugh, the lower level of joy you're walking in. What did the scripture say? It said a merry heart, a glad or a joyful heart makes a glad or joyful countenance or face. Now, the rest of that verse says this, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. I want to read it to you again. By sorrow of of the heart, the spirit is broken. Now, the word sorrow there means sadness. By the sadness or sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. The word broken in that verse means to to, to strike, to be crushed, to crush by beating, or to be wounded. Now, by sorrow of the heart, this is talking about sorrow that enters the heart, breaks the spirit. See, the sorrow, it's got to get in you to break your spirit. And the way that sorrow gets in you is that you allow it to rest upon you long enough that it then enters into your heart. See, when you just let sorrow lay down upon you and rest upon you day after day, week after week, month after month, as you do that, sorrow is working its way into your heart. And when it gets in your heart, it breaks, it crushes, it wounds, it beats your spirit down. Now, we're going to touch on this reality a lot this, on these, uh, in this series of teachings that we're doing on sorrow. But just feeling sorrowful won't break your spirit. It's when you allow that sorrow that you're feeling to lay upon you and get in you, that's when it begins to break you down. Friend, all of us are going to experience sorrow, sadness, discouragement in our lives. It's just part of the human experience in this earth that we live in. And so we're all going to experience those feelings from time to time. That's not the problem. The problem is when we let the feelings of sorrow and sadness and discouragement lay down upon us and then get in us and take hold of us. And when that happens, sorrow begins to break your spirit. And so that is the purpose of sorrow. The devil wants to use sorrow to break you down in your spirit. Sorrow breaks the spirit. 
Now, man, we need to remember in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, the apostle Paul was praying for the church at Thessalonica. And he said, I pray that God would sanctify you wholly. That word holy there is W-H-O-L-L-Y. So it's talking about uh, being sanctified completely. He said, I pray that God would sanctify you wholly, your whole spirit, your whole soul, and your whole body. And so we know that man is three parts. We are spirit beings. We have souls. Souls are our mind and our emotions. And we live in physical bodies. So man is three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Each part can be broken. Each part can break down. Um, Lack of exercise and bad diet will cause your body to be broken down. Trauma to your body causes your body to be broken down. Your body can be broken. It can be crushed. It cannot function the way that it's supposed to function. Your soul, your mind, and your emotions can be broken down. If you feed on the wrong thoughts and don't spend time in the Word and feed on the wrong words, that is what breaks your soul down. That's what begins to break you down mentally and emotionally. And the way your body can be broken down with sickness and disease, your soul, your mind, and emotions can be broken down with fear, with anxiety, with depression. And so your, your, your body can be broken, your soul can be broken, and your spirit can be broken. And one of the big things that breaks our spirit is sorrow. And this is sorrow's purpose. This is why the devil wants to get you sad and in grief and discouraged. He's not just doing that to get you to have a bad day or to make you feel bad. What he wants to do is he wants to get sorrow on, in, in your heart so that it begins to break you down in your spirit. Now, let me um, read you a scripture in Proverbs 12, 25 here. And we're going to see more clearly how sorrow affects the inner man. Sorrow affects the spirit. Sorrow affects the heart. In Proverbs 12, 25, it says this, heaviness... The word heaviness there means sorrow. Heaviness or sorrow in the heart makes it stoop. The word stoop means to sink lower. What does does sorrow do to your heart? What does sorrow do to your spirit, to your inner man? It brings it low. It brings it down. Um, Let me read it to you again. Heaviness or sorrow in the heart. And that you need to, if you got your Bible out when as you're watching the broadcast or you take notes, you need to make a, a note of that phrase in the heart. Sorrow or heaviness that gets on the inside of your heart, gets on the inside of your inner man, gets inside of your spirit, it is going to bring you down. And so you can see that sorrow is not just affecting you mentally. It, it, it's not just affecting you physically or your mood. No, when you let it sit upon you, 
Its, its sole purpose is to get into your spirit and start to break your spirit down. Um, Psalm 119, 28 says this, my soul, you look up that word soul, it's talking about your heart, your inner man. My soul melts for heaviness or for sorrow. That word melts means it sinks into weakness. It wastes away. What wastes away? What sinks into weakness? My heart, my spirit, my inner man. And why does it do that? It does that for sorrow. That's what sorrow does. Sorrow breaks, breaks you down on the inside. It crushes your spirit. It breaks the spirit. Um, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And let's look at verse 10 here. And this is what we're learning on today's broadcast. What is the purpose of sorrow? And so, friend, that's what I want you to lay hold of right now. A lot of times when people talk about joy or sadness or, or preach on it, it's watered down pretty much to, you know, we need to be happy. We need to have good days. And, you know, don't be moody. Don't be <laughs> gloomy. Don't be sad. Be happy. And, and we water it down to that level where it's just like, well, it's pretty much just how you feel day to day. That's what joy and sorrow is. But friend, it's deeper than that. It goes much, certainly it does affect that. And if you walk in God's joy, it, you're going to enjoy it um, and, and like it day to day in your day to day life. But the main purpose for sorrow is not to just get you to have a bad day. No, the main purpose of sorrow is to break your spirit. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 says this. It says, The sorrow of the world works death. Sorrow is deadly. Let me read the verse to you again. The sorrow of the world works death. Sorrow is deadly. Sorrow is destructive. And what it'll do is it'll eat away at your spirit, like cancer eats away at somebody's body. And sorrow will eat away at your spirit like a cancer until it leaves you a weak, spiritless, defeated being. That's what sorrow wants to do. That's what sorrow will do. What did the scripture say? It said the sorrow of the world works death. It's deadly. And if you and I allow it to get in us, it'll start to eat away at us on the inside and it will leave us a weak, spiritless, courageless, faithless being. It'll leave us in a bad place. Sorrow is deadly. Sorrow is destructive. You know, one thing that I found in, in or the Lord led me to in, in studying about this is that medical science um, pretty much, you know, which is amazing, they universally agree that sorrow affects us physically, that it weakens the immune system. It'll increase heart rate and blood pressure, that sorrow will cause and increase aches and pains. Sorrow causes fatigue and even chronic fatigue. If you just sit there and yield to it, sorrow begins to even affect you physically. Now, they don't know it, but the Bible already told us that. Proverbs 17, says this, a merry heart 
does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. A broken spirit in God's word translation says depression dries the bones. The message Bible calls it gloom. And so when you get full of sorrow on the inside and that sorrow breaks your spirit, this scripture is saying it'll actually dry your bones. Well, your bones, that's, that's the physical you. That's the physical part of you. And so you can see how deadly sorrow is. You can see how deadly and, and destructive it is, spirit, soul, and body. Now, we're focusing on the spirit side of it today, but sorrow is deadly. Sorrow is destructive if it gets in you. Now, let's go over to Proverbs chapter 18, and let's look at verse 14. Proverbs 18 and verse 14, it says this, it says, the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. Now, if you look up that word wounded in the Hebrew, it is the same Hebrew word as broken in Proverbs 15, 13, that said sorrow of the heart. By the sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. And so that same Hebrew word for broken in that verse in Proverbs 18, 14, you could read it like this. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a broken spirit, who can bear? The Amplified Bible says it like this. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? And then one more. The Message Bible says a healthy spirit conquers adversity, but what can you do when your spirit is crushed? Now, this is why the devil wants to break your spirit down. This is why the devil wants your spirit broken. Let me read it to you in the Message Bible again. A healthy spirit conquers adversity, but what can you do when your spirit is crushed? The insinuation is you can't do anything. If your spirit is crushed, you can't conquer adversity. You can't overcome in trouble when your spirit is crushed. See, friend, if you're, if you're broken inside, you don't stand a chance in adversity. And this is what the devil wants to do. He wants to get you so full of sorrow that it begins to tear you up in your inner man, break you down in your spirit, and then he wants to throw adversity towards you, knowing that there's no way you can overcome adversity with a broken spirit. This is the purpose of sorrow, to break you down on the inside so that you can't function spiritually, so that you can't be useful to God, and so that you can't overcome in times of adversity. What did the scripture say? It said the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. But a broken spirit, who can bear? I like the Amplified Bible. It says there, the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. What do you need when you're in trouble? What do you need when you're in the middle of adversity? You need a strong spirit because a strong spirit will help you overcome the trouble. A strong spirit will help you conquer the adversity. 
And so you can see what the devil's after. He wants to get you so full of sorrow that your spirit gets broken so that when adversity comes or trouble comes, you have no chance of overcoming adversity. You have no chance of conquering in times of trouble. And so again, if your spirit is broken, you don't stand a chance in adversity. Friend, what you need to understand is, as believers, we operate out of our hearts. We operate out of our spirits. Proverbs 4, um, in verse 23 in the NIV, told us there that everything we do flows out of our hearts. In Matthew 12, uh, verse 35, it says, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. Where does he bring forth things from? He brings forth things from his heart. What did Proverbs 4.23 say in the NIV? Everything you do flows from your heart. And so Satan wants to get sorrow into you, but it's not just to make you sad. He wants to break you down inside to the place where you can't um, function spiritually, where you are of no use to God, where you cannot conquer in times of adversity. Everything we do flows from our heart, flows from our spirit. That, that's where we fight from. That's where we persevere from. That's where we um, stand in faith from. That's where we believe from. That's where we choose from. That's where we speak from. From where? From our heart, from our inner man, from our spirit. Everything we do is coming from here. We bring forth from our heart. And if, if you get broken down in here, you can't function spiritually. You are of no use to God and you cannot conquer in times of adversity. And so the devil doesn't just want to make you sad. That's not the purpose. Sorrow is much more dangerous than just causing you to have one bad day. It's much more serious than that. The devil wants to use it to break you down on the inside because he knows you cannot function with a broken spirit. Now, let's uh, wrap up today's broadcast um, by going over. Let's go over to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs 4, 23 it says this, it says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. And so friend, because sorrow is so dangerous, you and I need to be on guard against it. We need to guard our hearts. That's what the scripture said, guard your heart. One thing we need to guard it against is sorrow. We need to be on guard against sorrow and refuse to let it get in us. See, feeling sad, just feeling sad, that's not the problem. We will all have that experience in our lives. Just feeling sad or feeling sorrowful, that's not the problem. The problem is letting sorrow get in you, take hold of you, and overtake you. And so friend, let me encourage you today. Don't practice sorrow. Don't practice being in a mood. Don't practice being um, a, uh, upset and sad and low all the time. It's easy to walk around and to walk around sad and walk around low. You know, I mean, to have a bad day, all you have to do is just wake up in the morning and not feel all that great. 
And I want, I want, to, I want to caution you against that. Don't practice sorrow like that. You know, Satan will give you a million reasons to be sorrowful. And if you just sit there and yield to it, it's working its way in you. And so if you do wake up and you feel like you're in a mood, have you ever woken up and felt like you're in a mood? Come on, if you do wake up and feel like you're in a mood, don't just stay there. No, 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 no. Realize how dangerous it is to let sorrow get in you and take hold of you. And so what do we do? When we uh, feel low, feel a little down, or if we're discouraged about something, you know, real in our, our lives, a real problem we're having, if you feel low, don't just sit there and yield to it. Choose to brighten up. Choose to rejoice. Choose to be glad. And when you do that, you stop sorrow in its tracks. Let me read you a verse in Psalm 9, verse 1. It says this, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will see, pr sing praise to your name, O Most High. I will. What did he say? I will be glad. I will rejoice. I will sing praise. What's he doing? He's making a choice. And friend, if you feel sorrow trying to come on you and you feel sorrow trying to, to lay upon you, you need to know it's trying to get in me. And you need to get it off of you. You need to say, no, I'm not going to be sad. I choose to be glad. I choose to rejoice. I'm going to brighten up. I'm going to smile. I'm going to laugh by faith. And when you do that, you get sorrow off of you and you guard your heart and you keep it from getting in you and breaking your spirit down. And so again, be on the watch, be on guard for sorrow, be on guard against it. And if you start to feel a little low, feel a little down, don't yield to it. Don't let it get in you. Get it off of you. Make the choice to rejoice, to be glad. And when you do that, you stop sorrow in its tracks. Praise the Lord. Well, let's pray as we're closing out today's broadcast. Father, Lord, we do thank you today for your holy word. And Lord, we ask you today, help us to walk in new levels of joy Help us to break free from depression, from discouragement, from grief, from sorrow. And Father, we do thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, thank you so much for watching today's broadcast. Now, don't forget to come back next time because we're going to continue this series entitled So Long Sorrow, and you're going to go to new levels of joy in the Lord. Praise the Lord. We'll see you then. Thank you for watching the Faith for Life broadcast. Go to mam.tv to download the free study notes from today's broadcast. You can also request your free copy of our mini book, Faith Declarations. In this book, you'll find declarations from the Word of God that will feed your faith and help you experience victory in your life. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. In this life, we will encounter challenges, but through the Word of God, we can experience victory over every challenge. In Matthew's book, Victory in Troubled Times, he gives us five keys to experience victory in the midst of adversity. Order your copy today at mam.tv or on Amazon.
Today's broadcast was made possible by the partners of Matthew Alaria Ministries and the members of North Smoke Church. Go to mam.tv to become a partner today and help us take the message of faith to this generation.